Hello, this is Doris Horenstein, and thank you so much for turning in to listen to Moments of the Heart podcast. This is so exciting for me. I'm actually recording while I'm in Philadelphia for my daughter's graduation from nurse practitioner at Penn and my son-in-law's graduation from dentistry school at Penn. So I'm feeling so much pride and love in my heart and what a great way to start an almost weekend. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you're listening to me. You know, you're enjoying wherever you're doing, on the way to work, on the way back from work, maybe taking the dog for a walk. If you've listened to me before, you know that I am totally a dog walker. We have uh, our beautiful dog. His name is Shemesh. Shemesh means the sun in the sky, and he loves... (laughs) going for a walk and literally when it's sunny he will find the one spot that the sun reflects back into the house and it will just spread there on the floor it's hilarious one day i should post it on facebook and on my messages so if you are connected with me through facebook or linkedin or twitter or instagram that's awesome if not please do you easy to get connected with me just search moments of the heart and here i am everywhere And uh, today I want to talk to you about a concept of um, a lion. So the other day I was looking at my pictures when I was, I think, newlywed. And, you know, back then in the 80s, you had to have this like mane hair. And I have long curly hair anyway. So imagine me in, in the 80s, like really huge hair. And I looked like a lion. And then I thought, okay, because I am female, I'm going to think of a lioness. And when I thought of the word lioness, the first time that I was actually ever was called a lioness was when my daughter was in fifth grade. And she was in a school, she was attending a private school. And and I remember at carpool line, 315, I am in the carpool line. And she, I'm waiting for the number to call. And then, you know, they bring the kids outside and she hops into the car. And my youngest son is also in the car at that time. He was a second grader. And the minute my daughter gets into the car, she starts crying like, like something bad happened. So I pull my car really quickly over onto the side. I, I, I turn to her like urgently, like, what happened? What are you doing? Why, why are you crying? What happened? And through her sobbing, I, uh, she told me about this girl that was bullying her in class. It's not the first time she was bullying her. And this time, that girl actually pulled her leg outside of the table, tripping my daughter as my daughter was walking by the table. And the teacher did not see that, and the girl was not accountable for what she did, and and my daughter was humiliated, and the only safe place that she had, it was in our car. And so she was holding herself this whole time in school, and until until I, I she came to the car, and I remember <laughs> back then that that well, first of all, my skin started like literally. Um, I, I felt that I'm developing a, a, a skin of an angry woman, and my first thought was was I'm rushing home, I'm calling this girl's parent, and I'm telling her what her kid did, 
and I'm going to demand to know what she's going to do to punish her child. <laughs> or even better, the other amazing option I had in my head, oh, I'm going to drive back to school, I'm going to find that kid, and I'm going to give them a piece, her a piece of my mind. And at that moment, I was capable and 100% equipped to do either one of these options, which I didn't do in either one of them. And looking back at myself, I can't admire myself for even though my, I was feeling my heart was boiling, I was going to protect my kid at any cost, that I surprised myself of not doing neither one of these options. Maybe because I knew the, the family would not be reacting um, in, a, in a good way to me calling. And, and so instead, I remember that evening, my husband and I sat with my daughter, giving her, first of all, listening to her and giving her strength and support so she knows she's not alone. But most importantly, I remember that I was talking to her about the tools and, and, and understanding of how to take care of herself, you know, how not to let other people's bad behavior and unkindness and literally meanness set the tone to who we are going to be as human beings, right? Not to say, oh, you know, she did this to me, I'm going to do this back to her or back to another person or, or I'm going to be this nasty because nasty is maybe the norm, right? And I do remember going to the next day to the teacher to explain what happened so she knows and she can take these two girls for a conversation. And that's when that teacher said to me that I'm a lioness. So, you know, I'm super proud of this title. There is a, there's a group of Jewish women that belong to Federation and then when they give a very um, generous donation to Federation, they are considered to be in the lion group, right? They're, they're, and, and it's a beautiful thing and it's an honorable thing. So I wear that title as a badge of honor. Why? Because it represents a concept that I think is so important for us to maybe line ourselves with. You know, when, I, when you think of a lioness, what do you think? What do you think? You think probably about somebody who is willing to protect their cubs, right? No matter what. That's how I felt. I felt that I was a lioness just ready, just ready to charge on, right? And sometimes our cubs can be our children, just like I told you about this story with my daughter. And sometimes it can be our projects or our community or what we feel is valuable that we want to support and we want to... Um, bring to life maybe, or to sustain in its life, right? I know that when it comes to projects that I care about, I will try to move mountains so these projects or that goal will be achieved. So I would ask you, what do you, what are the projects that you feel that you are a lion or a lioness if you're a female listening to this, right? And then so here's a Hebrew gem that I posted on my Facebook in a very quick video, but I wanted to share it in a more formal way with you because I don't know if you listened to my um, one minute of Facebook live that I did. But a lioness in Hebrew is called a leviah. And I, when I look at that word, 
Of course, the first two letters jump up at me like there's no tomorrow. And that's the word lev, which, as you all know, very dear to my heart, all the pun intended, because lev means heart. And I wrote a book about moments of the heart. And the word yae, the other three letters, means proper. So what is a levia, a female lion? Is someone that has a proper heart. And I just love it. I just, just love that. Now, here's a question. How do you show that you have a proper heart? When, when do you feel that feeling? So to me, uh, when I feel like a Levia, I feel that my heart is strongly in its place, it's full, and it could be happy when something's happened, but it could also be enraged. Like, how, how come injustices are happening? So I'm becoming this person that wants to make things right. And how does that feeling happen? When we make things right. When we do the right things. When we align that feelings that we have of a lioness with actions, then we can create that goodness, right? When we want to manifest outwardly what we feel on the inside that will cause a right thing to be just, right? That's when we have the proper heart. And sometimes for that, we need courage. You know, my daughter in fifth grade needed us to teach her about courage, about standing up for herself, about giving her the tools to say, I do not accept that as the behavior that somebody will show toward me, right? And the word courage is, is also very interesting. And by the way, courage is not that easy. I, I get it. I get it. To stand up for what you want to see when other people around don't stand up for that could be hard. But that's what divides the, the leaders and the people who are visionaries from other people, right? Because even though in reality yet it does not happen, we have the courage and followed by an action to see that that reality could happen, right? And the word courage, I got to tell you, it comes from Latin, right? And in French, so in French, how do you say heart? And I'm going to butcher it, but it's something like cœur, right? That's heart. So the word courage comes from the basic Latin understanding of a heart. Now, I want to knock your socks off, and I'm going to tell you that in Hebrew, <laughs> courage in Hebrew is omets lev. What do you hear again? My God, the word lev appears again. Omets lev means the ad adaption of the heart. It's like, what are we adopting to? And I just think it's amazing because sometimes when you show courage, you learn new behaviors. Right? You learn to make the, your surrounding, and it's always, well, it starts with you, actually, right? With you as a circle. And then it goes to your family, and then it goes to your bigger family, right? Your community, and then it goes to your city, and then it goes to your country, and then it goes to 
If you're a Jewish person, then it's the Jewish people, right? The land of Israel. It's, it goes the circles wide, it becomes wider and wider and wider. And I just love making this relational concepts as they are connected with life stories, with Jewish wisdom, and the knowledge of the Hebrew language. And so I'm giving you that treasure today. I hope you enjoyed this learning, quick learning, uh, but important nonetheless. May you have a fabulous path wherever you're going. Uh, listen to me again. Again, I'm Doris Horenstein. You can find me on Moments of the Heart podcast. It's, uh, it's in eight different platforms. Just Google, you'll find it. And I hope to hear from you soon. Okay? All my best. Bye.